oh, I think it's going to take uh, 20 minutes, 25. You know what? I'll allow 30 minutes for it. And I just put 30 minutes on the clock. So it's physically counting down. And then, and it's got that awful uh, 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 <laughs> at the end. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today Joe's interviewing Jenny Flintoff of JennyFlintoff.com. Joe and Jenny met at a Carrie Wilkerson event many years ago. Joe was invited along by our friend and guest from show number five, Simon Jordan. They've been connected via social media before and since, but they think that's probably the only time they actually met. Joe particularly loves reading Jenny's updates on Facebook as she is so funny. Jenny set up her leadership and business consultancy in 2001 after a successful management career, with her final corporate position being European training manager for Disney. With a strong commercial and operational background, she works with businesses, leaders, teams and individuals across the world to create a powerful, positive impact in their lives and work. Grounded in behavioural science and positive psychology, high on impact and inspiration, Jenny's primary aim is to encourage people to take affirmative, meaningful action in their lives and businesses. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Jenny Flintoft of JennyFlintoft.com. Hi Jenny, great to have you on the show. Hello Joe. thank you for inviting me, great to be here. We were just saying, we, we last met the first time we met, I think, <laughs> hundreds of years ago seemingly. We don't, we don't speak other than through social media, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. I know. Considering that, you know, we, we say all these things about the teens being addicted to phones and social media and stuff like that. But that's absolutely how we've kept in touch, hasn't it, over the, sort of the last 10 years, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and you're quite famous in my household because I sometimes read your funny observations of life apps to my, my family and, and, and <laughs> in particular. So uh, you are known. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Yes, uh, I do see life in a very quirky way, it has to be said. (laughs) So start by telling us a bit about who you are, what you do and where you do it. Well, um, I've got my own business. I'm a a leadership and and business consultant and a a sort of a public speaker. So primarily I specialise in um, developing people and developing leaders. Uh, And I'm very fortunate to do that across the world because in this day and age, you know, people have got teams all over the world um and so I love doing that so I I either design and develop and run development programs or I do sort of the the corporate um seminars and corporate conferences and things like that and it really is how to get the best out of yourself 
particularly in a life where we are so busy and so running on empty and then how to get the best out of other people as well and particularly when you don't see them every day which is exactly what we've just been saying you know when you're sort of keeping in touch remotely how do I get the best out of somebody when I don't really know them as a person I only know them remotely so that's essentially what I do and I, I set that up in 2001 now Ooh. which I can't believe it's that far away but it was yeah so tell me a bit more about how that came about and, and why you do that because you I think we're in the corporate world a bit like I was originally although you're a bit more jet setty than me um and uh, and obviously you know quite a big change to, to to start your own business so so why why do you do what you do in the way that you do it well, um, I never had any intention of setting up at all because I don't particularly like risk. I quite like things, you know, neat and tidy. And I was my last corporate position was European training manager for Disney, which sounds very glamorous. And it's probably not as glamorous as it sounds. Whisper it. Um, but I liked the fact that I had my company car and I had my pay slip on the 28th of every month. And my pension was sorted. My taxes was sorted. So everything I saw on that pay slip was mine and all that groovy stuff and um it was just getting to the stage in sort of the last 12 to, to sort of 15 months of my time there um as a training buyer as well we, we sort of used to get different consultants and different training companies in and I was getting increasingly irritated by them <laughs> frankly in terms of you know they didn't seem to to consult it's almost like they asked a couple of questions and then produced something that they had up their sleeve anyway um and i always used to think oh flip you know you could do so much more and and i and i just wondered whether it was just that old imposter syndrome where you sort of believe that you're that you're better than everybody else but sort of deep down then think well are you and it was getting to close to my 30th birthday so it was a milestone birthday as well and um we we were running our annual conference in Disneyland Paris and we'd um, got in uh, a particular group of consultants and over the course of the conference two three directors came up to me and said Who, who's brought these guys in unfortunately I have to say it wasn't me um, <laughs> you know and one guy said good grief if, if they are making money you know you could be a millionaire this time next year uh, and it made me laugh Rodney, but, but it was one of those things. yeah exactly yeah Rodney but it made me laugh. but deep down I thought oh well, I sort of think that I could do it, but I was wondering whether I'd sort of big myself up. So to have a bit of validation from somebody else yeah. um, you know, was, was fantastic. And essentially from there, I handed my notice in, I gave them three months notice and I just jumped ship. And I thought I'm going to give myself 12 months. I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can to make it work. And if at the end of 12 months it doesn't, then I just go back to corporate life because I actually liked corporate life. It wasn't like I was trying to get out the corporate rat race or anything like I liked it. So it wouldn't have, have been some terrible, terrible, you know, um, shame. I just thought if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It is what it is. Mm. And sort of almost 18 years on and a lot grayer, a lot wrinklier. Uh -huh. I'm still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> And and what what why are you still doing it? What what are the benefits to you, or what 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 did it end up like, given what you were expecting or or not expecting? I guess at the time. Yeah. I mean, I I keep doing it because I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, does that mean that I wake up every single day with a spring in my step? No, because there are crappy clients, frankly, and and days where it is literally like pulling teeth. So you know, I'm always a little bit wary of people who have their own business that say you know it's not like work or anything like that it is like work it's like very hard work at times <laughs> um, 
But generally speaking, the reason why I love it is because I feel like I'm using my skills to do the things that I'm good at and I'm not getting sucked into politics of work or stuff that that um, is not adding value. Mm. So, you know, you know, when when you sort of in in corporate life, you're going from meetings to meetings, you think, oh, that was an absolute waste of time. You know, I don't know why I was there and all that sort of stuff. I don't really have as much of that. So um, it feels like more of my time is value adding, which is really important to me. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things um, that I, I see, because as we said, we're connected uh, through social media, is is how important your family are to you. And um, we, you know, we sort of swap stories probably a little bit about each of our children. Um, uh, how do you prioritise what you do? Because I know you you do work really hard. I can tell that too. Um, and you travel a lot. So how, how do you prioritise what you're doing and, and make sure that you get that? And I, I don't never say it's a balance. I think it's an integration. I think uh, when you have your own business, um, a balance is a, oh, a, a made up word, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said that because, you know, you'll never, ever get those scales absolutely equal, you know, between life and work. And actually so much of my work is wrapped up in my identity as well, you know, so that's that can be quite difficult at times. And I've been challenged at times. I'm sure, you know, other people have who've got children where opportunities have come. You think, oh, I really want to do that. You know, I really want to do that. And there's been times that I've chosen things which have necessitated being away and having that sort of guilt so thoroughly enjoying doing it but then thinking I, but mm, I'm, I'm away as well um but the, the one thing I, I have recognized actually is um my daughter's um, almost 13 she's in year eight at secondary school um for all I had a lot of guilt of, of either working very late or, or working away when um she was younger and I, I've got a little boy as well he's eight I recognize now that she needs me more at home now than she ever did mm-hmm. as a baby or as a toddler. And it's almost like, you know, that the babies and toddlers and littlies are actually quite easy to look after. And forgive me, if there's anybody listening who's got a little just thinking, oh, my God, you're kidding me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> because I know this tough days. But in the grand scheme of things, you're in control, you know, of their routine and everything. And it's actually easy to manage. It's just something else to put into the to-do list, really, which yeah. sounds dreadful but I hope people get what I'm coming from now she's just at this stage where she's negotiating life she's negotiating all the stuff that goes with life of being a 13 year old um, young woman in in uh, in 21st century life and I really recognize that for all we've got all the these great things like FaceTime and Skype and all that sort of stuff nothing's better than than being around a bit more at home so I'm really um uh, this last sort of 12 to 18 months have cut down uh, significantly on on my travel. Um, I've had to say no to quite a lot of um, opportunities, some which would have been amazing. Um, but I, I just think it, it is the absolute cliche of am I going to remember that job, you know, on my deathbed or am I going to be thinking, oh, I wish that I'd been around a little bit more for the family. Mm-hmm. and it is hugely cliche and I have been able to, to make that informed choice um, mm-hmm. and, and that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, I do I, I don't want it to, to stop every bit of travel or every bit and, and just the nature of where I live you know there has to be some sort of early morning starts or, or late coming home and stuff like that but it is as you say Joe it's trying to sort of get that that good quality integration and some weeks are better than others but I think I'm getting better as I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Yeah you sort of get perspective as well don't you I mean I I know um, when Ellie 
was little we used to um go away and take our friends with us quite often as she's an only child and I, I used to realize how much they were very in the moment so as you say even not even just about routine and stuff just the fact that if they were away from their parents they didn't pine for them because they actually they I suppose they were secure that they were there and they didn't need to be there in that moment because that wasn't where they lived sort of thing almost it was yeah really quite easy and um I, I've traveled a bit recently um and what I find interesting with Ellie is that she's she's really communicative when I'm here, but actually, she, considering how much time she spends on her phone, she is actually rubbish at keeping in touch with me when I'm not here, which is what makes it harder, which is why, as you say, perhaps hanging around a bit more is perhaps more important because you get those moments that you hadn't planned, but, you know, exist rather than uh, trying to get her, you know, in, in Ellie's case, anyway, your, your uh, daughter might be different, but to get her to communicate when I'm not here, she just, you know... Well. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, that's exactly the same with Ruby, my daughter, exactly the same. Yeah, trying to get sort of anything out of them, considering, as you say, they're never off their blooming phones. <laughs> you know, just get an odd sort of couple of texts, just around, go to sleep now, you know, I'll see you yeah. tomorrow sort of thing. You yeah. know, think, oh, okay. uh, you know yeah. and trying to engage on the phone and all that sort of stuff, sometimes our phone. And I'm chatting away and I can hear this whispering. And, you know, she's talking to her brother <laughs> as they're doing some Minecraft or something. They're not even listening to me. And I think... Right, well, I'm going then. If you don't want to talk to me, I don't, don't want to talk to you. But as you say, when you're around, um, you sort of pick up on, on vibe, on where they're at a little bit more. So it, it's just trying to, to get that balance. And you know what? There's some days I'm an amazing mother and there's other days they would haul me off the stage, at, you know, for, uh, for terrible motherhood. And I think that's probably the same for all of us. Yeah, yeah. So how do you make sure you get done what you need to get done then, given that life can be so busy at times? How, how do you manage your to-do list or your time to get to get that stuff done? I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things. One is, and this is going to sound incredibly prideful, and I really hope it doesn't. I have got a big capacity to carry a lot. You know, when some people are just good at, at juggling, and it is that age-old thing, if you want something done, give it to a busy person, yeah. you know. I don't get easily overwhelmed. I mean, don't get me wrong, last week, just saying that was just the worst week it was one of the worst weeks in forever because everything was expanding everything was taking longer more effortful and more difficult than than i i had planned and it was just a dreadful dreadful week but i can actually i can i can tend to manage a lot of stuff and it it, it is that that thing that if i'm on the treadmill throw it over i can while i'm moving i i, I can do it so there's an element of that um and i i don't know whether that's learned whether that's just inherent um I, i'm not sure i get i i sort of always remember being a little bit like that the other thing as well is um when when i am working from home um it's essentially six hours by the time we've done sort of school drop off and, and pick up. And bear in mind, as I say, I've got I've got a, a younger one. He's eight. So I still do have to do that. You know, mm -hmm. um, six hours uh, to me anyway, is just not a long space of time. You sort of get your head down before, you know, it's lunchtime. You think, flip, you know, I've got, I've <laughs> got to go and pick them up again in, in three hours. So yeah. um, I it really is a case of okay I have to fast forward to three o'clock say and, and and think what would I be really really frustrated by at three o'clock if I hadn't got done um right I'd be really hacked off if I hadn't done x if I hadn't done y if I hadn't done z right get those to the top then of the to-do list so you absolutely make sure you get those done and everything else is a bonus mm -hmm. um so there's that the other thing as well is I know there's all these groovy um 
things to to and apps and all that sort of stuff i'm an absolute firm believer in the um the sort of the the stopwatch timer thing on my iphone so i think right i've got to get this email done or i've got to get this xyz done oh i think it's going to take uh, 20 minutes 25 you know what i'll allow 30 minutes for it and i just put 30 minutes on the clock so it's physically counting down and then it, and it's got that awful uh, 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 <laughs> at the end and the, there is something about that pressure they can all flip i've only got three minutes right come on come on come on um and just keep that pressure on just knowing that that alarm's gonna go so i have to say i use that an awful lot yeah 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 well it's that bit isn't it that we say about you know you, you get a load of work done before you go off on holiday because you've got no choice so you know yes that's right. That that's right. deadline i think can be helpful um depending on your personality um one of the yeah, of previous podcast guests um is a bit of a rebel so she even re rebels against herself so <laughs> maybe it doesn't oh, work <laughs> excellent so any other tools or apps that you use so the timer um good one definitely yeah, I mean, I have to say that is my my biggest one. Mm -hmm. um, it really is. I mean, I know I, I, I don't like to be particularly beholden to sort of apps and things like that. I know I've got some some friends who absolutely swear by certain apps and, and really they keep them on track. They keep them where they should be. I haven't yet found one that that's done that for me. It mm -hmm. is good old fashioned pen and paper, you know, the, the to do list and, and then think, right, where am I? What absolutely has to get done today? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I'm, I am busy and I, I, you know, I'm booked quite quite a few weeks in advance. So, you know, sometimes looking looking ahead and I look at my calendar and I think, right, I know I'm not doing that until sort of five weeks on Tuesday, but sort of working back from that, looking at everything else. That, that I've got booked in I need to start developing that now yeah. you know because I'm not going to have time to, to to do that otherwise if, if I leave it uh, any longer so yeah. there really is that sense of I've got all these different jigsaw pieces that are all strewn all over the table and it's a case of okay how do I get at least the edges <laughs> and then I can feel like I've got a sense of control you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm not so good at doing that and then I get to deadline and think oh if only I'd started you know three days earlier oh yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I still have that. I still have that. I'm not holier than now. <laughs> <laughs> so what about um, other people helping you to get stuff done? Do you outsource or delegate any of your, your stuff? And I, and I guess in, in the home, a bit like me, you're probably trying to educate the children to do a bit more. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. So there's definitely that, you know, from that side of things. I used to have a VA who did things like um, uh, my newsletters and, and all that sort of stuff. And in the end, I ditched it. And, and, and again, you know, for anybody who's listening, you've still got a VA, you know, that, that's not saying that, that um, the VAs aren't worth it because they're absolute lifesavers. They're amazing. Um, but what I was finding was it, it was more in the early days where um, things like MailChimp and all that weren't ours as user friendly and there weren't that many around yeah and so i needed somebody who was a bit better who could format newsletters put them out and send them out to the list and all that sort of stuff but as i got a bit hey well a as i got more savvy and b as things got a lot more user friendly i thought you know this is money i'm spending when i i actually don't need to because by the time i've worked 
out what you know I want my email to be my newsletter to be you know I, I'm typing the thing out I'm sending it to you all you're doing is then just putting it into you know cutting and pasting it and doing all of that and you know so I, I actually stopped doing that um, so I, I do uh, those sorts of things myself and things like you know um, Instagram and, uh, and that because I get a lot of engagement on Instagram and Facebook and I want to do it as and when it strikes me. So today I was on the train and, and literally it was a sign as I was going back and I thought, oh, that reminds me of something. So, you know, I, I was able to do it then and there and upload it. Mm. Now, that said, there's a couple of things that, that I do use a lot of. Fiverr.com is one of them, but and that's F-A. F-A-F-I-V-E-R-R.com. So it's double R, Fiverr.com. And they've got so much on there. They've got designers. They've got voiceover people. Uh, they've got people who can do logos. They've got people who can format. They've got people who can sort of fix stuff on WordPress. They've got all sorts of stuff. And now I've got sort of five or six go-to people that I go to who are able to design me stuff. The Fiverr comes from the jobs we used to start at, at, at a Fiverr a job now mm -hmm. that generally speaking that they're not around that um, uh, now, but yeah. it, it's relatively good um, and reasonable cost for, for, um, uh, for a good job. Yeah. So yeah. there's certain things in terms of design or, you know, some of the marketing materials. And I think, oh, I want it to look sort of roughly like that. Can you do it? Or voiceover stuff. Mm. So that's good because that's that's um, worthwhile for me. Yeah. And then the final thing is, is um, there's a couple of teens in our, in our village who are sort of um, 16, 17. They're just in the, in the lower sixth. And, you know, not as many kids have jobs as they did when, when I was a girl. Um, they just don't. But actually, me still just saying, right, here's, here's 20 quid. Can you do me an Excel spreadsheet on that? Or can you populate that? Or can you put that together and, and, and do that? It's 20 quid in their back pocket. It's a job off my, my list and everybody wins. So I think there's, there's, there's also it, it's utilising people like that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, as you know, Little Dodsey is uh, my my podcast intro host yeah. and, uh, her her best friend lives opposite and um her elder sister has just got a job and she was sort of lamenting that that she wanted a job and and i said oh i might have something you can do so she did me a lovely cv um one of the one of the things she did she says she she goes to school frequently that was one of her her um <laughs> good characteristics which i think you know is a good good sign um and one of her interests was doing paperwork, which I thought was definitely tailoring your CV to the uh, to the requirement. Um, Absolutely. So, so, yeah, I've got her making up some Instagram images for me. So I've given her the quotes from uh, some PLR that I've got and uh, shown her how to do it. And uh, she's learned how to use Asana and Canva and oh, so on. And, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's, you know, it's development for her as much as it is for something that will be helpful to me. And um, and, and it, and it uh, gets Ellie going as well because she's supposed to be doing it too, but she's not quite as disciplined as her friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think that's that's good and there is that sort of that healthy competition I don't want to set people up against one another but when they start to see that friends are doing things and doing things well there's that sense of they sort of up their game absolutely yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm you know I'm, I'm all for that because you know going out into the big wide world and, and sort of trying to understand what people's expectations are trying to sort of you know deliver to the customer which that we are I think it's really good training for them in in the safest possible way so I think everybody wins in that respect I think it's great mm, definitely and uh, on the fiber front one of my uh, avid newsletter readers uh 
put me on to another site uh, a, a year or two ago, which is fivesquid.com. Oh, no, sorry, .co.uk, because it's the English version of five. Right. So it's um, so everything started at five pounds, the same as uh, five was was dollars. So uh, that might be another one oh, to look at right. as well, especially if you want English speaking voiceovers because there's probably more on there than uh, than on the other one i've i've had americans yeah. doing english for me it never quite works <laughs> no it does god bless america um yeah oh that's great i'll uh, i'll make a note of that fantastic lovely so let's move on to self-care then how, how, how do you keep yourself healthy and, and how do you keep yourself having the energy to do all of this stuff <laughs> i think it's yeah again it's ugh. This is going to sound really cliche, and I hate people who's talking cliches, <laughs> but I do so much of it is choice and attitude. Yeah. So the other day, I'd got up at half past four. Oh, I remember getting in at half past four, Joe, once, <laughs> once uh, you know, 30 years ago, but we won't go into that. Um, so having to get up at half four in order to drive to the train station to get this uh, six, six o'clock train. And, you know, it's cold, it's dark, and I've parked up, I've walked in, um, and it's sort of about a three or four minute walk to, to get in there. And then I finally get in there, I thought, oh, I've left my purse in the car. <laughs> and it was one of those things, I'm thinking, oh, for crying out loud. So, you know, had to, to go all the way back to the car you know grabbing the the purse and I'm sort of moaning a bucket full to myself as I, as I was walking back to the car and then I thought you know you're gonna have to sort yourself out because if you don't change now you're just gonna set the tone for the rest of the day you're just gonna be a grouch all day yeah. you know you've left your purse get over it you know it's not like it was 20 minutes away it's not like it's at home you know so I grabbed the purse and as I was walking back to the um to the train station um you know it really was the case I was saying to myself right spot this things that make you happy or spot things which are good you know and it was stuff things like you know somebody just smiling to themselves laughing at something on their phone uh, a couple sort of kissing and saying goodbye and all that sort of stuff which again you think it none of it's particularly impacting me but it really is that case of you know when you're in a grump and in a bad mood everything goes wrong yeah. traffic lights are against you you know the damn printer work where everything you think nah, nah. <laughs> and 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 so much more seems to go wrong than and it takes everything takes longer to do it's just more effortful mm -hmm. and so it really is a case of right come on head up shoulders back you know let's get on with it and do it do it well do it to the best of your ability um can i do that all the time no you know i'm only human but i can definitely say it works it really works because mm. it just enables you to power through better faster more effectively all of those things it, it's absolutely an attitude thing for me for sure yeah yeah i have a friend who, who laughs at me all the time because she says i'm always telling her to reframe everything and i said well that's yeah. yeah, you know you can't change things you can only change how you think about them so if you can get that right then you know that's most of the battle i think yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And like you say, you know, it's it's really interesting when when you see people. I mean, in, you know, in our um, uh, country, the blooming weather's terrible, and and you know, you you have cold days and miserable days, and it's everybody's like, oh, you know, just dying for spring, dying for spring. And then we get a glorious day, um, as we did last week, which was sort of the the first real glorious day that we've had for a long, long time. And people are just say, oh, it's just too hot, and there's no aircon. I just can't work. <laughs> this and i just think oh come on people yeah. come on you know yeah. so it's just things like that it is for me absolutely about 
choice where are you focusing because what you see grows so yeah. i want to see good stuff yeah yeah absolutely so what about um relaxing do you do you actually relax <laughs> miss dynamo <laughs> Uh, and again, cliche, not especially. And again, that sounds very martyrish. I never stop. And, it, and it, it's not that because I don't do as much exercise as I should do in terms of I'm not the best role model, you know, for, for kids and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I'm one of those. It's a bit like the the, the Duracell bunny of your um it just keeps on going, keeps on going until until it stops. And mm. And I am a little bit like that in terms of as I said earlier, I, I, I can do a lot and I've got a lot of capacity. Mm -hmm. What I do tend to find, though, is once I do sort of finally sit down on an evening, it's sort of, you know, and I'm almost falling asleep <laughs> straight and you think, good grief, it's only seven o'clock or whatever else, you know. So it's it's having to to stay in the moment and stay present for, for loved ones as well. Otherwise, work's got all my energy and the best of me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it, and it would be absolutely easy to think, right, I'm going to bed with the kids. I'm, you know, yeah. half past eight, nine o'clock, that's it, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And and don't get me wrong, this sometimes I do, and I, and I think that's important. Um, but equally, I think, no, come on, just, just now have some wind down time on your own. Otherwise, it literally is just work and sleep, yeah. and that's not healthy. Yeah. It's I thought you were going to say have some wine then. I think that probably comes into it too. But <laughs> finish it up with a D, wind down. Absolutely. <laughs> but as well, uh, you know, even a, a really delicious bubble bath. Oh, yeah. I love a bubble bath. Do you know, know when I just think, oh, I love it. You love it. When you go to hotels now, particularly the ones that uh, we tend to use from a business point of view, they all have showers, don't they? I know. It's wasn't true. That it's so frustrating. <laughs> well, wasn't that the big thing about traveling? That what, regardless of what went on and what you didn't like about it, you could have a really, really big bubble bath because it was somebody else's hot water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the fact that because you are on your own, there's no be particularly no there is that time just to sit back and think right I'm just going to indulge but I know no I know it drives me crazy <laughs> oh we're so we're so alike it does make me laugh I know <laughs> so um what about learning and improving yourself I'm sure you for the same reasons that uh, I managed to pack a lot in and I'm constantly learning and I'm sure you're doing the same so what, you, what do you do what do you recommend what, where can we find out the sorts of uh, places that you that you learn from I think, you know, the, it's things like this, Joe, the, these podcasts. I think these are, are, are bite size. You can listen to them in the car. You can listen to them on a, on a train journey. And again, it, it really is training your brain rather than mindlessly scrolling through, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, it's today I thought, no, you know, I'm going to listen to one of uh, Joe's podcasts today. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just thinking it's just 20 minutes. It's half an hour, whatever it might be. What, how can I use this dead time in the best possible way? Yeah. Um, so I do like things like that where, you know, rather than, as I say, um, uh, just just whiling away the time, it, it's having something that's a bit a bit more purposeful. So I, I do like stuff like that. There's a couple of other um, uh, things out there. There's, there's um, a happier podcast that Gretchen Rubin does which I like the school yeah. of greatness which Lewis Howes does mm -hmm. which uh, which I like um and it's it is you know keeping an eye on recommendations from people that I trust because there's loads of people that say oh, I love this book and I sort of flick through it and I think oh that would leave me cold you know so it's it's sort of getting to know the people who who are, who are recommending things mm. and then you know 
reading those books and, and just having some time just to dip in and out of those as well. I like dipping in and out books, books that don't necessarily have to start at the, at the beginning and work through. It's just open it up a chapter. There's, you know, there's a hint, there's a tip, boom, mm -hmm. you've got something to, to add to you, to your mm -hmm. arsenal. I do think that is a genre as well, isn't it? Dippy in and out. <laughs> yes, I think it is. Hashtag dippy in and out. <laughs> Copyright Jenny Flintoff, patent pending. <laughs> oh, lovely. So, yeah, some great uh, podcast recommendations there. It's interesting, actually, when uh, we were um, getting together, I, I looked up your website and I, I um, quite often add my podcast guests' websites to my Feedly account and... Um, of course, your your stuff not only is of interest because we know each other, but it's it's you know sort of uh, the corporate work that we both do is is um, useful to me as well. So um, I added you to Feedly, which means that now I'll see your uh, your posts when you you put them through, and then I add them to my pocket account, and then that's my dippy in and out place for reading oh, fantastic. content. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, so so you're in there now. So so that's one of my sort of routines to to enable stuff to happen. Have you got things like that that you do, or whether it, it's morning or evening routines or rituals or habits that that you do to enable you to do stuff on a regular basis or just to enjoy things? I mean, I, I like having my. I think the um, listeners all know I like having my coffee at lunchtime and have a little read of a book so that I can enjoy the both. <laughs> yeah, that? no, that's. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, I, I like at the end of the day, I don't just like to think, oh, right, that's it, I'm done. And I was like this even in corporate life. I, I couldn't understand people who would leave their desk messy because it's, it's almost like when you've got a, a sink full of, of dirty dishes and then you come down the next morning because on the evening you think, oh, I can't be bothered, I'm so tired. But then you come down the next morning you think, ugh. Yeah. And it, again, it, it sets you off on, on not the best frame of mind. So, you know, I always like to sort of clear off as, as much as I can of the day and then sort of look ahead to the, to the next day and think, okay, so what needs to be done tomorrow? Where am I at? You know, and just to get my, my head ready for that so I can properly sort of decompress in the evening. Um, and then I, I, I come in and the, the very first thing that, that I like to do on, on a morning is, is exactly like that. I'm not somebody who, who particularly likes to do it at lunchtime. I like to do it first thing in the morning. It's almost like just have a quick read of something just to get you in the right frame of mind, whether that's a page or something, whether that's just listening to something on a five minute podcast. Mm. I like to sort of do that and set set the tone for the rest of the day in the morning, as you say, with a nice good steaming cup of coffee. Mm, lovely. See, see, we do have these miracle mornings things going on we just don't do the getting up at four o'clock and running for an hour and all that sort of stuff that all these no. recommend <laughs> no, I, I do look at people and I think there's something about you know when when people live in 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 a much warmer climate um I would be up at five o'clock you betcha I would be in these and knowing that it's it's warm out there and ready to sort of you know set the set the day but when it's cold <laughs> and when wet. it's dark and when it's terribly British I just think you know what the day could wait another couple of hours. <laughs> Absolutely. So what about if things don't go right when you have a bad day but we've already talked about sort of choosing to, to see things differently and, and and sort of changing your sort of perspective on things well what else when you have those really bad Bad days where it all goes wrong what what do you do how do you make that work for you I think you know there's a, there's a couple of things for me first of all if if I have made the mess up own it stop you know say well no the reason why uh you know uh, didn't um message Joe was because she hadn't really sort of 
confirm whether she was going to do X, Y, Z. So I was waiting. And you know when people can reason their life away around why yeah. something's happened, why something hasn't happened. And actually, it, it's just not helpful. It's just not. So if I've messed up, it really is a case of that, you know, being my boss and saying, just just own it. So, you know, rather than looking for every damn excuse of why you have or why you haven't, just say, I've messed up. So, uh, okay, so what can you do now to make it better? Mm. What can you do now to, to, to sort it out? And there are some messes where you think, there's nothing I can do. It's just a mess. <laughs> 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 all this self-talk nonsense there's nothing i could do i've made an absolute you know holy mess of it um and i think it's just doing what you can to make it as best as you can and if it is an unholy cock up sadly it, it really is you know okay how do i make sure this never ever happens again mm. and sometimes like that does mean a bit of wallowing um i don't wallow all the time and i really try not to but there's sometimes where you just think you know what i can't i can't think anymore i just need to go and just have a sit and a wallow mm. about how terrible a person i am or how terrible this situation is and it's a little bit like okay okay we're done we've wallowed enough now come on let's shake it off and either you know do do something more positive or, or find some some ways around it um so my mum always always used to say growing up which drove me mad as a teen um, but i think that's what mums are supposed to do she always used to say i will fight like hell to avoid milk getting spilt but once milk is spilt i'm not going to sweat about it you just clean it up yeah which i think is fantastic because it's like put everything in place as much as you can you know to, to to do the best job that you can but if stuff happens it's happened just clean it up and start again and, mm. and I, I actually like that as a philosophy mm, yeah absolutely i think um you, you get um you get to learn that a bit when you have children don't you when i don't know things get broken or, or whatever sometimes you can be so connected to something that you go off on the deep end and then sort of thing actually yeah. as you say actually does it really matter in the big scheme of things <laughs> yeah exactly yeah oh yeah i love that so what about the, the the opposite day so the day when you end the day knowing you've had the chance to live more and i talk about living more as being the, the the time when you've got to do the things you absolutely want to do not the things that you have to do or you feel that you should do what what have you done what does that day look like I think it's it's a real sense of achievement, a sense of progress. And it's interesting because just recently I was um, uh, made aware of uh, a professor called Teresa Amabile. She's a Harvard business professor and she actually wrote a book and indeed a website called The Progress Principle. And she did a load of studies. She essentially gave out work journals to you know hundreds of people and said at the end of, of every working day, I want you to write down um, how you're feeling about your day and what you attribute that to. And the number one by far, because there are 144,000 diary entries she, she read, the number one by far was pe when people said, um, I've had a good day today, was a sense of progress. Mm. And I and exactly what that means. There could be some days where you work so hard and you feel you've just been running on this treadmill, you're tired, you're exhausted, but the scenery hasn't changed at all. You're still looking at the same two walls. It's like you've just been running on the spot. And then there's other times you think, I feel like I'm 70 miles away. You know, I just feel like I've done so much. Yeah. And it's that real sense of what I've done today. If that was my last day on earth, it has made 
made a difference. So it might have been a conversation with somebody. It might have been a piece of work that I've just been quietly working on. It might have been something that I've read. And I think that is going to make such a difference to my stuff. Oh, I'm so glad I came across that. Yeah. And it's that sense of, yeah, of progress, of, of, of doing something that, that's moving me forward. That for me is absolutely it. Mm-hmm. And that sort of um, fits in with what you were saying about um, when you prioritise that thing about if I got to the end of the day and, you know, so I would, was disappointed that I hadn't done whatever this one thing was, what what would it be? It's almost that, isn't it? That if, if you can yes. find the thing that if it even just moves a small way forward during the day, then, you know, that makes that massive difference to the day. I'd absolutely get that I have the same sort of um, feeling although I've probably not articulated it and really interesting to to hear about that um, researcher certainly um, somebody's going to check out Mm. And it, it just resonated so much with me when I found out. I thought, yeah, I'm not surprised that that's what people feel. I'm not surprised because it really is that sense of I am getting somewhere. It's just mm. it's a healthy sense of satisfaction. And, and, and it's wonderful when that happens. Mm. And as I say, sometimes it's, you know, we've all had days where it's been a physical day where I don't know, you might be turfing out a spare room or doing a spring clean of a garage or something. And it's just that sense of, oh, that's a good job done. Um, or, or it can be like I said just a phone call that I've had with somebody and I know as a result they're feeling better I know I've sort of been able to to speak into a situation and help them or whatever it might be and there's just that sense of yay yay me (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely lovely thank you thank you so much this has been such a lovely conversation and great to have after however many years it is since we (laughs) we must do it more often but we won't need to record it next time (laughs) absolutely Let's try not to leave it 10 years, no, you know, exactly. our, our once a decade conversation in real life. <laughs> so tell people how they can find out more about you and connect with you. Oh, yeah. And and I do love connecting with people, you know, um, uh, in terms of the virtual world. So, so do come along and say hello. So um, I'm at JennyFlintoft.com. You can find me on Instagram as Jenny Flintoft and it's Flintoft with a T-O-F-T. On Facebook, I'm Jenny Flintoft Biz, B-I-Z. And on Twitter, I'm Jenny Flintoft as well. So, you know, just drop by and always sort of let me know. I heard you through Joe's podcast, you know, the the power to live more, because I think that's always helpful for us all to sort of know that that the stuff that Joe's doing is making a difference as well. So, yeah, drop by on any of those and and say hello. It'd be lovely Mm -hmm. to, to hear from you. And that reminds me of another connection. In fact, I think the the reason we met the the um your new website, or fairly, it's not so new now, but uh, was done by uh, the lovely Simon Jordan, who yeah. I think is who introduced us originally. And uh, that's right. And he's also been on the podcast, so it, it all comes around. It all connects up. <laughs> It does, you know, and good people help out good people. They do, you know, and, and I think even if it's a year, two years or, or, or whatever else it might be, I think there's something about connections and relationships. They they come round, you know, so uh, and I think that's what, you, what you're showing in, in, in some of the things that you're doing here too. Mm, lovely. Thank you. And you're doing a great job. You really are. And, uh, yeah, power to live more. That's uh, a fantastic mantra. Yeah, you oh. too. Oh, thanks, Jenny. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure. All this information is available in the show notes on the website. If you use the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 6060, then you'll be able to find those. 
And the other place you might like to go to if you're looking for some help with your own productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy and resilience is my website download section. If you go to engagementandwellbeing.com and then click on downloads on the menu, then you'll be able to see the various ebooks and checklists that are available for you to download for free to help you with that. Again, the show notes for today are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 60. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Use your power to live more.